Hey everybody, this is Lori. I wanted to do something special for Easter, something really cool for Resurrection Sunday. I didn't have anything super cool, but I did have something that I really was excited to share with you guys. Have you ever wondered about the last words that Christ said on the cross? You've probably heard some of them, and you've probably heard a, a lot of talks on a couple of the lines. I wanted to share an Old Testament scripture that really has changed the way I look at some of those. So join me, Scriptorians, as we jump into Psalms 22 and Christ's last words on the earth. So happy Easter, everybody. This is a great time and probably the, the best time of the year. And it's exciting to look at what the Savior has offered us and what the meaning of some of these last words are. Like me, you've probably heard some of the words that uh, Jesus has spoken on the cross. Probably the most uh, famous is, uh, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Th that one's always rested a little bit weird with me. Like, it seems like Christ is doubting. And yes, uh, I do I do like what we've learned from, from others that, that God had to, uh, the Father had to leave so that Christ carried the, the burden alone. I think there's something additional going on here, and I'm really excited to share it with you. Some of the quotes that Christ says from his last words are directly from Psalms 22. And so if you have a minute, let's go there. Let's read what's going on. And I think you'll see that there's some really great insights about the Savior and his atoning sacrifice and his love for all of us in those verses. The Psalms are a really interesting book of scripture. They're actually kind of five books of scripture. They're kind of compilations of not only song books, but also laments and praises and, and different things going on. We don't really use laments in our day. It's in fact, it's something that like in North America, we probably stay away from. And it's too bad because I think it teaches us something really important about how to pray and how to approach the Lord. A lament is something that you can go and it's not so much complaining, but you can really pour out your heart to the Lord. You can really tell him what, what's on your mind. And, and it's not so much of uh, but prayer is funny to me because my prayers tend to be like, Hey, help me, help me do this, do this, do this. Here's what you could do for me. Uh, I mean, and I'm really grateful, right? So it's like grateful and a, a task list to give to the Lord. But these laments are different. They seem to just, the Lord seems to want to hear what we're suffering. The Lord wants to hear where we are in our suffering. And, and, and so that's exactly what we see in Psalm 22. Psalm 22 is from King David. We don't know what spawns this uh, psalm, but we hear some really fascinating things. It, it starts out with actually says to the leader, like the song leader, according to the deer of the dawn. That would be the tune that they would play. So this is a hymn. So this is a hymn. In fact, this is probably a very famous hymn. This reminds me of a hymn we might sing today, something like Abide With Me uh, or Come Thou Fount, something where we're singing and we're really crying out to the Lord to bring solace and help and we're worried, and we're in the dark of night. That's something like this Psalm 22. It's a it says it's a plea for deliverance from suffering, right? But it's it's to this to this lady. There's a song. We don't know what the song is, but but there's this thing. But here's here's how it goes. And I want you to just listen to the psalm. It's pretty short, but I am going to read all of it. I want you to listen and see if you see any of these lines that the Lord speaks his last words while he's on the cross. My God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, I am not silent. So I'm going to stop already. 
So this is a lament. This is someone crying out, this David crying out to the Lord, where, where are you? Why am I so forsaken right now? Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt alone, dejected, so far from support and love and solace and succor? I think we all have. And if we haven't, we're probably going to feel that way again. So here is David crying out, and he's going to continue in that. Notice he's going to describe a lot of the woes, a lot of the hardships that he's going through. And he's going to use a lot of poetic language. But hold on and see if you can find out just a few more. Feel the feeling of someone crying out to the Lord in their despair, in their worry. And he's again, he's going to use a lot of metaphors. He's going to use things like bulls and animals and things like th those. Those are usually metaphors for people, right, that are oppressing him. So let's continue on. Let's start over, and I want you to listen really carefully and see if you can feel the despair, the crying out, and see if you remember a time when you have felt like this, when you have cried out to the Lord or felt very alone. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. They trusted in thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and am no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighteth in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breasts. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for my trouble is near, for there is none to help Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lion. I'm poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It's melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death for dogs have compassed me the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me and they pierced my hands and my feet i may tell all my bones they look and stare upon me they part my garments among them and cast lost upon my vesture but be not thou far from me o lord o my strength haste thee to help me deliver my soul from the sword my darling from the power of the dog Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise thee. All right, I'm going to stop because it's changing gears now. So another thing I want to encourage you is as you think about that, think, what did you hear? What did you feel when you were reading that? Did you think of anything? Jot those down. Remember those feelings. Did you also see maybe some parallels to Christ's last words? Yeah, 
Um, just a note, if you are having trouble with some of the very strange metaphors, you might jump to another translation. I pulled up uh, the English standard to read along with it because some of these phrases are a little bit, uh, the metaphors are a little bit better um, in, in modern English. So these was that made more sense way back when. But you can see that this was a hymn. This was a lament. This was a psalm that was probably sung uh, easily for a thousand years. Think of that. In the uh, hymn book of David, a thousand years people had been using this hymn to cry out to the Lord when they were alone, afraid, sick, um, surrounded by enemies, overcome by despair, anxiety, depression, worry, and real problems. And I can almost imagine that this was the Lord, what pe the Lord was listening to all these prayers and all these songs. And so when we said, why hast you forsaken me? And then uh, maybe some of the others, do you remember some of these other lines? Um, to you, they cried and they were saved. You, they trusted in, right? He trusts in you. Let him save them. Does that sound like another a quote from the cross? Also from Isaiah, we see he was scorned by others, despised by the people. Um, I really liked this phrase, though. You don't see this from the cross, but you definitely feel this. And that's the idea of, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart's like wax, and it's melted in the midst of my bowels. Don't we sometimes feel like that? Just just blown away. We're just, we got nothing left. We're just poured out like water. My bones are out of joint. I'm just, um, you can just feel this despair. You can see some of the other quotes, though. Uh, you might have noticed these. Uh, um, it, the one is, I can. they can tell me all my bones. I can see all my bones, right? I'm so thin. So you can imagine Christ on the cross and you just see every angle and every bone of his body. But then this verse 18, they part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. And didn't they do that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I liked the English standard. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes and for my clothing, they cast lots. So you can see this, this, this prayer and we, this feeling, sometimes we can feel it, but you can also feel the, the uh, despair and aloneness and the sacrifice that the Lord made for us, right? You can hear that. Now, I, th I have a feeling that this was the song that people had cried out to the Lord. And where are, where are you, Lord? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And he starts his great sacrifice on the cross with those same words. He hasn't forsaken us. He hasn't. In fact, he came all the way down to earth to sacrifice for us. He is never far from us. Maybe this cry is him echoing the cry back to us. I'm never far. I am going to descend below it all for you. This is God, the creator. This is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. He is, he's always with us. And he comes down and says, I am not far from you. So when you feel like it, I have done it. Where was I? I was there right along with you. And worse, everything that you've suffered, I've suffered worse so that I can, can support you, so I can love you. I think of Alma 7, and it talks about that idea of how much the Lord has sacrificed so that he can understand and empathize with us. It says in Alma 7, 11, and 12, it says, and he shall go forth 
suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind in this, that the word might be fulfilled, which saith he will take upon him the pains and sicknesses of his people. And he will take upon him death, that he may loose the bands of death, which bind his people. And he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh, and that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities. Now the Spirit knoweth all things. Nevertheless, the Son of God suffereth according to the flesh, that he may take upon him the sins of his people, that he might blot out their transgressions according to the power of his deliverance. And behold, this is the testimony which is in me. That's Alma. And doesn't he echo this perfectly? When we cry out, just like David in this lament, my God, my God, where are you? And when will you hear me? I'm in terrible shape and I'm all blown apart and my enemies around me and I've got nothing left. He even describes his thirst, right? He says, I am, I am out like dust. I'm poured out and I'm thirsty. Does that sound like one of the phrases from Christ on the cross? Yeah. I think the Lord's telling us, I will suffer all those things with you and for you so that you're never alone. You'll never be alone. Scriptorians, I think the scripture and I think these last words of Jesus Christ are that message that all the things that we may suffer, he has suffered and descended below them all so that he may succor us. He may give us aid and help. In fact, at the very end of Psalms 22, it changes gears and we see that we will be delivered. And he talks about this redemption and this salvation. Let's end on this high note and see if we don't see this uh, Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, the Lord saving us and coming, coming back. He, um, verse 22, you'll see a change in gears that now we're going to have a celebration, the congregation, the party, we're going to get together that things have worked out, that the person has been saved, that our lament is over and the Lord has saved us. We don't know how in this, in Psalm 22, but we know how today on Easter Sunday, he says this, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation. Will I praise thee? Yet the fear, ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him and fear him. All ye the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither hath he hid his face from me. But when I cried unto him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord. And all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he is the governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon the earth shall eat and worship. And all they that go down to the dust shall bow before him. And none can keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted for the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto the people that shall be born. And he hath done this. Do you see all those people that were afflicted will be raised up. He will bring us together in a great congregation and we will be saved. And isn't that what the cross was all about? The, the atonement in Gethsemane, the cross and the resurrection? That while we're alone and afraid and dying, 
and separated from each other and from everything good, he will, he says, he does not turn away from me, right? That he will, um, he will, says, when he, neither had he hid his face from him, but when he cried unto him, he heard, right? He shall hear us and we shall cry out and praise us. So everybody, I just, happy Easter. I wanted to share that this great Psalm 22 is so much about the Lord coming and saying, I am with thee and I will always be there to support you and love you. And on Easter Sunday, let us remember his great sacrifice and resurrection that we may be uh, near him and he has never forgotten us. Happy Easter.